Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hey everyone, this is the Millionaire Hippies Podcast with your host, Boom Shika, where we chat about spirituality, business, and health. We all want to live self-actualizing, fulfilling lives with joy, prosperity, and gratitude. Let's go on this beautiful journey together. Hey guys, I'm really excited today to welcome Nick Pearson to my podcast. He's a, one of the few guests I've had on my podcast, and I would like him to introduce himself to you guys because I think he's absolutely amazing. Well, thank you very much for <laughs> introducing me there like that. Um, I, as she said, my name is Nick Pearson. I am the owner and founder of Endless Inspirations, which we sell craft items and products and we also blog about different ways of using those products and crafting in maybe a different way that you haven't thought of in a mixed media art world. Uh, kind of stumbled into this uh, a couple years ago. Uh, my background is more is a little weird. Uh, Twenty years ago, I started uh, doing counted cross stitch. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I actually started counting cross-stitch myself okay. uh, as a way to break myself from a uh, bad habit. Uh, I, was, uh, I was a bartender at the time, and I was living that lifestyle. Uh, I won't necessarily – don't need to go into details on that. But uh, I was breaking away from bartending because – it was getting old for one thing and it was killing me for the other. Definitely. And so I needed to replace a bad habit with a good habit. Mm -hmm. And so I took up cross stitch and I'm not sure yet if I really <laughs> replaced the good habit or not, but I will say that, uh, you know, so for 20 years I've been doing cross stitch and I enjoy the heck out of it. I really do. Yeah. And you know, it's very therapeutic. It takes your mind off of things. And, so I started that and 
kind of stumbled on doing something like that with on Etsy. Okay. And I kind of got myself in a little bit of trouble because I was I started designing. I have software to be able to design patterns, and so ah. I thought I would go ahead and start designing uh, sports logos for professional football teams. Ah, I see. And baseball and right. basketball, and as you know, that's all trademark stuff. Mm-hmm. And kind of got myself in a little bit of trouble. So I have my own designs as well. So I've been working on those and kind of growing those. But I really wanted something different. And I wanted something a little bit that was going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. I'm not a crafter per se except for the cross-stitch. But I, I learned all about the products from a previous marriage. Okay, my uh, my ex is a big crafter. I see. And so I learned about these things. So I stumbled across this product, um, which is not really a crafting product. We started we started looking at it, and so people use this for their mixed media and jelly plate printings and different types, and it's. Deli paper. Deli paper. The kind that you wrap your sandwiches in. Oh, and would you use that for cross-stitching? No, you use that for painting. Oh, interesting. I had no idea. Okay, it's, um, I'm going to create something uh, on my website for your listeners. Okay, so, uh, The link will be endlessinspirations.net forward slash boom, B-O-O-M. Perfect. So that way your listeners can uh, check it out. And, of course, uh, there will be some tips on there on deli paper, how to to use it, and where you can get it. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So put that out for for your, your listeners. And... People use it for jelly plate printings. Jelly plates are – it actually looks like jelly. It looks like a gelatin. Um, it's It's – there's no chemicals in it other than – well, it's not – it's food safe. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The same with the deli paper, of course, because you're going to wrap a sandwich in it if, if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, so stumbled across that. And started selling that, selling that a little bit on eBay and on Etsy. Didn't really see too much traffic on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I stumbled on Amazon and decided to take the plunge there, and it took off. Really, Amazon versus Etsy? Really? Okay, okay. Uh, well, I'm the only person selling like this on Amazon. Right, right. Okay, so I was very fortunate. And I feel very blessed that I got into it when I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon's a bit of a plunge yes. for selling because yours, there's a, a $40 a month initial cost. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And it's $39.99. You get your first month free. Right. But it's, an, it, it's a monthly cost. And you have fees on top of that for each sale you make. Mm-hmm. So... You really got to make sure that your your product is going to take off. You can't just you can't go on to Amazon hoping. Yeah, no, well, you gotta, no, definitely no. not. 
You just can't. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you may fail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the nice thing about Amazon is also uh, their fulfillment by Amazon program. So if you want to be uh, a traveler or you just want to you know, have live that uh, digital nomad lifestyle, yeah. which we know so many people who do that, you can actually buy – either have your products shipped there uh-huh. and they will fulfill your orders as people purchase. You just got to maintain your account. Right. Okay. Or you can do kind of like what I do because I'm not a digital nomad. I'm more of a homebody, mm-hmm. and I fulfill my own orders right uh, right now because I just don't have the massive volume that I would need to outsource or justify the cost of uh, fulfillment by Amazon. Mm-hmm. But you can do that, and I know I have I have a friend who actually. Uh, her and her husband sell fulfillment by Amazon, and they they make fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue. What what do they sell? Uh, just about anything they can. Really? So they just buy, I guess, at wholesale, and then they just sell on Amazon. Yeah, and there was another podcast that I actually listened to a while back that uh, this couple would go through uh, and buy. Uh, Stuff at your big box stores mm-hmm. uh, that were on clearance, and there's actually an app. And I think the, I have the app. It's the, uh, the seller app. They w- they could do a uh, scan on it and see what it would, what it would actually go for on Amazon, and if it was worth buying it in bulk there. And of course, they were selling. They were they would buy it, and then they would send it to their whatever Amazon was closest to them mm-hmm. and have fulfillment by Amazon for them. And they were doing, uh, last I heard they were doing over a hundred thousand dollars in net revenue, not gross. Oh my goodness. And you know, this is just going around, you know, spending two or three hours, maybe a day, you know, it That's may be, insane. it may be, it may, they may go around, you know, once a week and go through all the stores and buy all the clearance items they can. Oh my goodness! Sell, send them on Amazon, and make this make that money. I mean, it oh was, and, and it it allows a freedom. Yeah, you know, uh, it allows a certain amount of freedom. You know, for example, uh, we were conversing about this earlier. You know, when uh, my my stepkids. Mm-hmm. Uh, are at a park right now and they're chasing <laughs> invisible creatures known as Pokemon. Yeah, it's which, insane. Uh, well, it, and I'll be honest, I enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah, of course. Okay, I'm a geocacher and I also, so it's the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. And the same goes for, for the Pokemon. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, this afternoon going uh, out to the park with them. Mm-hmm. And going and chasing these invisible creatures. So the 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 freedom that that this allows mm-hmm. is, you know, is allows you to live the lifestyle you want to live, right. and not not just you're not stuck behind a desk, or 
behind a table or, you know, 20 years ago behind a bar counter. You'll, you actually have the ability to tailor the lifestyle you want to, you want to live. Right. And that I enjoy. Oh my God. I can imagine. I can totally imagine, especially when you were a bartender, I'm sure from being a bartender to moving to this rather than moving to a nine to five was obviously a step for you. Right. I mean, I can't imagine you being you know, an energetic bartender, moving around, being active, and then sitting at a desk at a nine-to-five computer thing. Like it, it wouldn't make any sense for you. You know, it doesn't make any sense it's with your personality, with everything that you do. Well, what's interesting though is that when I was bartending, I was I lived here in San Antonio, okay, in in Texas. Okay, I moved away from San Antonio to Reno, Nevada, in 1998. And went to work in the gaming industry. Uh, And I worked my way through that. I was actually a floor person that handed out change. And then I was someone that would help key off machines and pay off jackpots. And then from there, I I went from there to fixing slot machines. I see. That is interesting. You've done I, I, a lot I, of random things in your life. Uh, it, it, but they all tie together. It's very interesting. <laughs> okay. um, you know, because it's all service-based. It was yeah. all, you know, bartending and all that was service-based. Uh, but I also was, you know, I built my own computers. You know, back back then it was cheaper to actually build your own computer than to buy it from the store because it, it was just hideously expensive to buy it uh, all at once. Right. Yeah, so I learned how to do that. So that's how I was able to get into that field, which was a good thing because in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, uh, they went from having machines that would spit coins out to having machines that would spit tickets out. Oh. So there was less people needed on the, on the slot floor. Right. You know, because lovely automation unfortunately takes the people out of a service-based industry and it's very sad because a lot of people lost their jobs because of that you know so but i was fortunate enough that kind of saw the writing on the wall with a certain brand of machine so i I migrated to it and then i got the opportunity to become a supervisor in that field Mm -hmm. which did put me behind the desk did put me in a nine to five situation actually more like a seven to four situation and but it was i I learned a lot i was able to learn a lot about analysis because i learned how to analyze the performance of the slot machines and learned about numbers and learned about how to use those office products that uh, i can use now Mm -hmm. for my own business yeah so it 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 all seems like randomness (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you know, you just, if you just trust in, uh, I, I'm I'm a I'm a Christian uh, and I'm Catholic, so uh, I will speak from my own spiritual and faith of foundation course. on this. Yes. If you trust in the Holy Spirit, yeah, and you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem so random after all. No, it does not. It definitely does not. 
It's Man. just amazing. I just love this stuff. You're so you were so right. So I was a bartender. Uh, I'm going to tie this all together because I can see it now. Yeah. I was a bartender because when I was a kid, I was re- real shy. Oh. So I needed to get out of being shy. Mm-hmm. The only way you can do that is to be in front of people and you have to be entertaining because everybody expects the bartender to be entertaining. Yes. The bartender is a stick that just serves drinks. You make no money. Yeah. And you're not in the industry, in, in the industry for very long. I was right. a bartender. I was a bartender for eight years, mm-hmm. so I learned how to put myself out there. Yeah, and it applies now. I put myself out there. I still put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was the eighteen-year-old kid that I was, you know, way back, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have put myself out there. I, and so, you have to put yourself out there. You have to take risks, mm-hmm. and that's the. That's the re- the reward in in life is when you take the risks, when you get uncomfortable doing that. So I put myself in an uncomfortable situation, and I hurt myself in some ways because I wanted to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved to Reno, I was able to get into an industry that allowed me to find my way into a place where I could learn more than just how to fix something, but how to use something like Excel Mm -hmm. and word and, you know, all those things that many people take for granted, PowerPoint and stuff like that. So I learned all of that and learned how to apply it in a way that I can now use it for my business. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, to kind of update you, I am now back in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, you are? Okay. So, interesting story. This is the Holy Spirit talking, okay? Yes. All right. So, I I was married when I was living in Reno. And then, actually, I was married uh, a year ago. Oh, just a year ago. Well, I, I was married up to a year to ago a year. to this okay. one woman. Okay. And in May of last year, she decided that she no longer wanted to be Mrs. Pearson. She decided to leave. Yeah. Which, you know, I wish her well. I have no hard feelings. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt. But we were, we'd been growing apart. So it, it, she had the courage to leave when I didn't. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So went through a a lengthy divorce process Mm -hmm. and towards the end of that process, I reunited with someone that I've known since I was eight years old. Wow. Really? Yes. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So what's interesting about that is that we grew up, we went to the same schools. Mm -hmm. We graduated from the same high school. Yeah. But we didn't really run in the same circles. We just kind of knew each other. Okay. okay. And we had friended on Facebook a couple of years before that. So we, we kind of – she saw that I was going through something and just reached out to be a friend, you know. And uh, so 
things kind of took off and we were extremely honest with each other. And that, that's the one thing that I, I want to stress is that when you're in a relationship, either in a friendship or in a business relationship or just whatever type of relationship you have, mm-hmm. be as honest as you can be with those people because you never know what's going to come out of it. And, you know, being honest means being true to yourself, of course. And, you know, also honoring that other person. So I was very blatantly honest and, you know, because she lived here in San Antonio and, uh, yeah, I'll never see her, you know, it's 1800 miles away. What am I, what have I got, what have I had to lose? So I'll just, I was brutally honest with, with how I felt. And she was brutally honest with me for the same reasons. Uh Okay. Well, we kept talking and kept talking and kept talking a lot more frequently. And in May of this year, we married. Wow. That's amazing. So she is not just uh, my wife. And my my life partner. She's also my business partner. Mm-hmm. She takes care of a lot of the content that is on the website okay. that you find at Endless Inspirations, and comes up with some outstanding ideas. Right. So I think we're just in the you know we're obviously still newlyweds and still yeah. in the infancy of of this relationship, but we out of that stark honesty. And openness allows us to be open to this day. There's nothing that I can, I feel that I have to hold back. And and that's the thing that you should feel is you should never feel like you have to hold back. If you're in a a marriage, if you're in a business partnership, if you are in a friendship, you should not feel like you have to hold back something from that person because really then you're not being true to yourself. Right. And that's how I feel, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, when I'm posting on Facebook or when I'm posting on, uh, I have another website that's a faith-based website that I like to blog on. Don't hold back, you know, because if you don't, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't, if you if you hold back, then you're kind of cheating yourself. Totally agree. Totally agree. And that's how you should live your life. You should live your life by just going full bore. Don't hold back, because when you do hold back, then you limit yourself, and limiting yourself puts you in that box that you don't want to be in. No, no. You know. Yeah. So, Oh my goodness. I just love that you're actually saying that and the whole thing about Holy Spirit because I believe, I mean, I'm not Christian, obviously. I'm, I'm born Hindu, but I, I believe there, there's a higher power and, and we're all, you know, connected to it somehow. 
And it's interesting, all of the skills, like you said, all of the skills that I use right now in business are skills that I've learned over the past few years through other things I've done. And I never thought that I'd be using those skills again, but they're just coming up over and over again. And I'm just so grateful that I actually had a chance to learn those skills because I wouldn't be so far ahead right now if I didn't know those skills, you know? So I just love that. And the whole thing about honesty, it's so scary. It's so scary to be honest online because it's online and everyone can see it and it's there forever. You know, you're, you're putting it out there and people hundred years from now will be able to see it. And it's just, you're just being so vulnerable and scary. You know, I, at first, especially being an introvert, I'm an extremely introverted person. It doesn't seem like that at first because I'm so bubbly and stuff, but I, I, I like my privacy. And so being honest online, telling everyone about what I like to do, what I'm trying to do was so scary. You know, I was just, I was terrified. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you brought that point up because it's so important to do that in order to make connections. You know, you would never make those strong connections if you didn't, if you weren't vulnerable. So I, I love that. Exactly. I mean, it, 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 you just never know what's going to come out of it when you're vulnerable. And, you know, Mark Twain said it best, I think. I think it was Mark Twain anyway. That says that honesty means you never have to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the truth. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you tell the truth and you're honest and you're true to yourself and you're true to everything about yourself, then you never have to think about what you're doing. You just do it. You're just you. You just you take that action that is true to you, and, and you take that action that you know is genuine, authentic, mm-hmm. unique. And I don't know all the other adjectives and adverbs you might want to think of, but you just it maintains who you are, and it allows you to be that person that stands out in the room just by being yourself. And I'm like you, I am an introvert, but I have learned over the years and have really broken myself out to be an introverted extrovert, basically, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I can be just as happy sitting in a room quietly as I can be in a room full of people. Mm -hmm. And it's because I put myself in those situations that allow that to happen and you know through that uncomfort of being in that room full of people and having that all that attention focused on you right then i have learned that it's not as scary as you think it is no. i mean sometimes it's draining it is you know and for introverts it you know being in a room full of people can be just draining yeah but I've learned how to rechannel that mm-hmm. so that it actually continues to feed. And I do that in such a way that I try to have those one-on-one conversations so that I don't feel like I'm in a room full of people. Right. I feel like I'm just talking to one person. And, yeah, you get all the noise behind you and you got everything going on. But yeah. even in the room full of people, you, when you focus on that one person, you give them all of yourself – then it's not as draining as it as you think it is. It's actually kind of you kind of feed it kind of feeds you back. At least it does for me. You know, I can't really say. So 
the situations that I've also, you know, put myself in that's scary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my journey of, uh, of faith started in 2013 and I became Catholic in 2014. After I became fully Catholic and was able to be fully involved in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. uh, my first thing to do was to say, okay, I want to be a lector. A, oh. lector, a lector is someone that actually gets up mm-hmm. and uh, you have two readings. Well, actually, you have three readings. On Sundays, you have one from the Old Testament, except during the time of Pentecost. Uh, you have a New Testament reading, and then you have the gospel, which is usually read by one of the clergy. Okay. okay? So you have lay people, ordinary people like myself, that – although I don't consider myself ordinary. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I would either. <laughs> So you have people like myself who would get up and read one of those passages, either the, the first reading or the second reading, the Old Testament or the New Testament. Yeah. And I can't tell you how scary that is. You know, you're in a room full of people that you know, okay? Right. So you should feel comfortable. But it's scary. Yeah. Each and every time. It, you, But – it gets easier and easier yeah. and you learn how to, how to manage that fear. And you're like, okay, I'm in the right place. If it scares you, you should do it. Yeah. You know I mean? It, it, in a healthy way, you know, there are certain things that scare you sh- that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't jump off of a cliff. <laughs> okay. Because there's a reason for that kind of a fear, <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a healthy fear that, puts you in that uncomfortable situation and I enjoyed I learned how to enjoy that uncomfortable feeling and allowed me to actually project and to speak and it actually opened some doors in my mind about what I wanted to do and I have uh, decided I want to be a public speaker Oh, wow. Uh, That's awesome. One of these days. Uh-huh. You know, I'm I'm 50 now. I've got time. I've got loads so, of time. I've got loads of time. So, uh, matter of fact, I just found out today that I've been accepted to go to the university that I've wanted to go to since I was 13. Which university is that? It's the University of, of the Incarnate Word here in San Antonio. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a very prestigious university here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how prestigious it is as far as everybody else goes. But here, it was it was like a dream, you know, to, to, to go to that. Mm-hmm. So to be able to go and uh, achieve a degree, these are things that I've, I've had on my list for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I... I want to get a degree for my own personal reasons, but also to be that example for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. my daughter and and my my daughters and my my sons, and to show that you're it's never too late. No, no, that's it's amazing. Never, yeah. it's never too late to chase your dreams. 
And if you give up on your dreams, you've given up on a part of yourself that you shouldn't have uh, ever give up on. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm so excited for you. You are, you know, you're getting things done off your bucket list and, and like, it's such a powerful message. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. People sometimes, even I'm 32 and people in my age group sometimes say, oh no, I'm too old to start a business or I'm, I'm too old to go back to school. And I just can't imagine, I mean, you know, when is it too early? When is it, when are you not too old? You know, it doesn't make any sense anymore. So, so I'm so glad you're doing this. That's amazing. So, and actually I've, I've gone to school before. Okay. At, I was attending University of Phoenix and I just didn't fulfill, feel fulfilled on the degree plan I was going after. So I'm actually going after something now that makes a lot more sense. Right. Uh, the degree program in uh, organizational development. I see. It's kind of something along the lines of what I was doing before I left my, uh, my nine to five in the gaming industry. Uh, I was basically a project manager and also teaching uh, people how to organize and be be able to you know go from okay step A to step B to step C right. and how do you you know okay so what do you need to do for this this is what you need to do this is what what you need to have so those things I've already got you know some experience in mm-hmm. so it just makes sense to go after a degree that i already have experience in and i, I that was the part of the, the job i really didn't enjoy right. what i didn't enjoy was was the long 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 hours and the the being on demand 24 7 so to speak right. so you know now i have a lot more of my own time you know my time is back in my pocket not in someone else's and it's i think so that important. And, and that's just it you know, if you enjoy doing all that and you're able to f- feel fulfilled in that, great. Then, then that's what you should be doing, okay? But if you're not feeling fulfilled, you're not, it's not something that you dreamt about, you know, then find something else. Grow something. I mean, when I knew that this was not the career path, this was not the life path I wanted, that's when I started developing endless inspirations Mm -hmm. and it went through some major iterations you know uh the product lines that i had uh diminished greatly because some of the 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 stuff that was designed and that was part of endless inspirations uh went away with the divorce so I had to uh I had one product left, just the paper, and that was it. Yeah. So but out of that paper I've been able to do very well and we've launched some new products. Uh so that's been great. But the lifestyle and the life life changes that we have that we you know we have the power over our life. So important. And, and if you don't make those decisions for yourself, someone else will. As a matter of fact, I have a writing. And I'm going to bring it up. I've got to find it. So bear with me for just a second. No worries. I, Take your time. I wrote this a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. 
um, when I realized that coming in at 4 o'clock in the morning and then leaving at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, working 12-hour days, was just going to kill me. Yes, that makes sense. And it was someone else telling me to do these things. Okay. So I sat down and I was like, you know, really not feeling this. The title of this is called Guy with a Tie. Okay. Okay. That's the person who makes the decisions that affect you and what you do and what you cannot do. His or her decisions may not always make sense to you and me, but he or she is the decider. That person is pervasive in all things. A person is the one that in charge at work, the one that decides that if you get approved for a loan, the one that says yay or nay on a bill that affects your life. Do you want them to decide your fate or do you want to be in charge of your fate? Decide where the guy with the tie will do it for you. So true. Oh, my God. I love that. The guy with the tie. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, so uh, I had a, a a vendor come in uh, from a slot machine uh, company. and He was a technician. And he was working on one, one of the slot machines. And he says, yep, them guys with the ties walking around, you know. <laughs> and so it just it just clicked. It was like, okay, I like that. Yeah. So I, I just ran with it. And it's the truth. The guy with the tie is the one that's going to be the decider. And he may not be the one that should make the decision, but he's the one that gets to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you don't take responsibility for your own life, which a lot of people don't. They give away responsibility to everyone else around them, their parents, the government, you know, Donald Trump or whatever it might be. And so you need to take back responsibility. Definitely. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what your party affiliation is here in the States or, you know, or anywhere else for that matter. Okay. Don't allow others to tell you how to live your life. You should be able to live the life the way you want to, the way, and the way you, sh- you should feel fulfilled. Okay. And, and fulfillment should be a positive thing. It should never be a negative thing. It shouldn't come at the detriment of others. It should it should come to the way that it actually enhances people around you, right? And not just yourself. I mean, you know, you get your own personal fulfillment, of course. But I'm more fulfilled whenever I get a, an email back from a, a customer that says, "Hey, look at what I created from your pro- from from buying this product." That's to me is exciting. That's okay? amazing. Yeah. You know, those are exciting imagine. things. Those are exciting things for me. Or you know. Getting that, uh, getting that response back on on a Facebook post and saying, "Hey, that was great information. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that." Yeah. And those are the things that you should f- f- feel more fulfilled about is how you're making an impact on people, and not just about money. No, life, definitely. Life is not about making money and paying bills. No, but a lot of people do make it about that, definitely. And at the end of your life, how do you want to be remembered? Yes. You know, we have a number that we start with. We have a number that we end with. And between that's a dash. Yeah. 
How do you want that dash to be remembered? Mm-hmm. So that's how I, uh, you know, that's how I approach life, and that's that's the way it should be. You know, uh, I have a very faith-centered life. Uh, my wife and I are very, you know, faith-centered in, in our in our Christian faith. Uh, I'm a I'm Catholic. She's Methodist, so there's some slight differences. <laughs> But there's no, there was only one Jesus Christ, so that's how we, you know, that's how we base it on. It's just that's how we believe. Yeah. And you know, it allows us to have a deep rooted belief in something that is more than us. So then, when we build our goals and we build the thing, we have those visions. You know, right now, where endless inspirations is, it's not the vision of what we have. You know, we want to be competing with the Hobby Lobbies of the world somewhere down the road, you know. And that sounds like a lofty goal, but if you're not setting lofty goals, what are you doing? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point, you know? And even if we don't achieve that lofty goal, we'll achieve something. It'll excite you more to, to set these lofty goals. You're more excited about them than setting a goal of uh, getting through the day without fighting with someone. I mean, like the small goals that most people set, you know, mm-hmm. this is more exciting. You know, the fact that you're setting this amazing goal and the fact that you will reach it because you have set it. I mean, that's so exciting. You're probably getting up every day you know, excited to go to work and get this, make this happen. And, you know, we're in a small space right now. I'm uh, actually my office is in our bedroom. Yeah. Because see that. <laughs> you know, we don't ha- yeah, we don't have a whole lot of space, but we we have big dreams and you know, we've talked about those dreams coming to fruition. We want to redesign our garage mm-hmm. and make that an office space. Oh, uh, good idea. so so yeah. we're going to do we're we're looking at doing that. Uh, when it's not a thousand degrees here in South Texas, <laughs> a thousand degrees to go along with a thousand percent humidity, <laughs> and you know I've been away for eighteen years, so yeah, yeah. that that's a big difference for me. <laughs> you know, it could be a thousand degrees in Reno, Nevada, but it's like two percent humidity. It's dry. It's dry. It's heat. very dry. Yeah. So you don't feel it as much. Plus, when the evening comes, the temperatures drop. So it's it drops very nicely and, and, and very cool in the evenings there. So not so here. It stays hot. <laughs> and but yeah. that's okay. You know, it is what it is, but you know, the the lofty goals that we have, you don't know how you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm gonna do it. I know. I can tell that you're going to make it for sure. That is amazing. Thank you so much for chatting with me and, and you know, chatting about all of this amazing stuff with, for our podcast listener. I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I never, you know, I, ne- I, I set up these interviews and I never know how they're going to turn out because I want to keep them conversational style. Mm-hmm. And so I just love the way you took us through your, your life and through the journey that you've had and and all the, the gems of wisdom that you've thrown at us, I am so grateful. Thank you so much, Nick. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Just you know, remember one thing, that no matter what your age is, it's never too late to chase your dreams. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And again, if you guys want to get a hold of Nick, uh, it's endlessinspirations.net. 
slash boom for our special uh, you know, design that you've made for us or endlessinspirations.net in general if you want to check out his designs and other things. So thank you again and I'll talk to you guys later. Next time I'm going to be having another guest on my show but we'll talk about that when it comes through. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.